Twins game recap, wild news, Wolves draft preview, Thursday night thunder at Thunder Hill, and a recap from all the action at Hughes Speedway with the World of Outlaws. RTS on Orthodox on a Thursday, June 23rd, 2022. I am Mark Meyerhoff back again, bringing you all the highlights and recaps from last night's action across the sports world and the racing world. Let's get down to it. The Minnesota Twins in action again last night at Target Field. They end up taking the loss again, 11 to 10 to the Cleveland Guardians. The Minnesota Twins scored runs through the first five innings of the games. They were of the game. They were up five to one after four, but then the wheels fell off and the pitching became a problem yet again. Cleveland scored three in the top of the fifth to bring it in to bring it to within five to four then cleveland goes up one in the top of the seventh offer an oscar gonzalez two run shot putting cleveland up seven to six but the Twins rally back with a three-run shot from Gio Yershella to go up 10 to 7 things were looking great and then, yet again, the pitching becoming a problem. This pitching that looked to seem that everybody had questions about coming in from the offseason. It started off decent to where it was enough to get this team by, but now it's starting to rear its ugly head, giving up four runs in the top of the ninth for Cleveland to take an 11-10 to lead. Twins couldn't rally back in the bottom of the ninth, resulting in the Twins taking the loss. Correa, Kepler, and Yersela all homer for the Minnesota Twins. Sonny Gray, not one of his better outings, only going four innings, giving up eight hits along with four runs. And as we alluded to, the Minnesota Twins bullpen, yet again, another disaster with all the pitchers giving up runs and deciding in the loss for the Twins. They'll be back at it today in afternoon matinee with the Cleveland Guardians. 12-10 first pitch. Zach Plesak going for the Cleveland Guardians. Devin Smeltzer for the Minnesota Twins. The Minnesota Wild made a signing. They signed forward Connor Dewar to a two-year one-way contract worth $1.6 million. And if the math, if we can all do math here. That's an average salary of about 800000 a year. The 2018 third-round pick debuted last season on October 28th versus Seattle Kraken. What a badass name, Seattle Kraken. They did such a good job on uh, naming that team. Such a badass name, the Kraken. Ended up playing 35 games for the Minnesota Wild, totaling a grand total of six points throughout all those outings. He also made a couple of, uh, played a couple games for the Wild in the playoffs. Good young players, 23 years old. Uh, looks like he is going to be a regular in the lineup for your Minnesota Wild. The Minnesota Timberwolves making no headlines between yesterday and now. They still hold the 19th pick in tonight's NBA draft, which starts at 7 o'clock from Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. You can catch all the action on ESPN and ABC. More rumors surrounding the team. They have now been connected to Miles Turner, Deontay Murray, Miles Turner, the big man from Indiana, Deontay Murray, the young and upcoming guard for the San Antonio Spurs, looking like the Spurs might be in full rebuild, looking to maybe get a big package deal for Deontay. He's a solid player, almost average, a triple-double last year with 21, 9, and 8 stat lines. Uh, my opinion, this 19th pick, I don't believe there's any value there, so I'm not even going to uh, try to guess on what the Timberwolves would do with the pick if they do end up keeping it. My opinion is they need to take this pick, package it with something, get another veteran player in on this team to help with this team because we are in win now mode we do not need any more young players 
we've got enough of them. We've got our core. Let's trade the pick. Get out of here. Get our resources for next year with the draft being better. Find a veteran player that can help this team now. But don't get me wrong. If we can get Deontay Murray out of the deal, I believe that would be a significant upgrade over D'Angelo Russell. Uh, more longevity there. This kid's proven. And he was the number one guy in San Antonio. So having him being surrounded by Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards, I think, would just open up a mass amount of doors for this kid and uh, more talent to be uh, unearthed from him. And I think it would be a great pick. It would take a lot to get him. But uh, if Deontay Murray would be a Timberwolf, that would be a massive upgrade and definitely would launch the Timberwolves into the upper echelon of the Western Conference. We head to Charleston Speedway in Charleston, Illinois. The Power Eye National Midgets in action. Cannon McIntosh taking home the victory. Jacob Denny second. And Carter Sarf bringing it home third. Power Eye National Midgets, they head off to Fayette County Speedway later tonight. The War Sprints were also in action at Charleston Speedway. Zach Dom bringing home the checkered flag. Mitch Wismiller coming home second. And Ricky Lewis Coming home third, they will they will have the night off. Adams County Speedway in Quincy, Illinois, was home to the Dirt Car Summer National Tour. The Dirt Car UMP Modifieds in action. Nick Hoffman, man, this guy's on a heater. Leading the points, he's running away with it. Coming home first, Kyle Steffens second. Tyler Nicely, nice run, Nicely. Coming home third, 21 cars, 25 laps. It was a good show. I think Kenny Wallace was in that race as well. Got dumped early on. Dirt car late models also on action. 37 cars made the trip. 22 made the feature for a 40-lap run around Adams County Speedway. Bobby Pierce bringing home the checkered flag with Shannon Babb in second. And Max Blair, yet another third-place finish for Max Blair. Both series are heading to Spooner River Speedway tonight. You can catch all the action on Dirt Vision. Houston Speedway, oh my goodness. I watched this race last night, and it was very unpredictable. I don't think any of us had Casey Kane winning his heat, pulling the number one in the dash redraw, leading green to checkered in the dash race, starting on the pole of last night's race, uh, up and down season for Casey Kane, starting the season off, getting hurt, rehabbing coming back and then just having probably the run of his life last night at houston speedway leading 23 of the 30 laps and picking up his first career podium with the world outlaws coming home third but the action in between the green and the checkered flag gravel made a huge run taking the lead with about 14 to go and then coming out of four trying to pass a lap car which i believe was robbie price in the seven sides motorsports entry trying to go on the outside just misjudges a little bit right rear gets collected in with the concrete on the front stretch and he gets caught up climbs the wall and ends up tipping the car over while leading the crew made a valiant effort on that, trying to get the car back together. They just ran out of time, so Gravel did not end up with a DNF. After the red flag situation, Kane started back in the lead, but it wasn't too long after that that Spencer Baston took the lead in that brand-new-looking True Timber Blue number 5 for CJB Motorsports. Man, that car's looking good. Even the merch looks good. I can't wait for these guys to come to Cedar Lake next weekend. I will be buying a shirt. But Spencer Baston takes the lead, and after that, it was pretty much all him. Macedo made a late charge, but just didn't have enough as lappers were just not in the right place at the right time. Spencer Baston bringing home the checkers. Carson Macedo second, and Casey Kane picking up that first ever World of Outlaw podium. 
And other notables from the race, Buddy Ecofoid started up front on this deal, held his own, botched it a little bit. He was running second. He ended up getting a little loose out of two and then ended up jumping the cushion in three and four, which resulted in him losing a few spots. But he fought back, coming home with a fourth place finish. Strong run for the uh, USAC National Midget driver, looking good in a wing sprint car. And Brooke Tadnell, a, norm, uh, a regular that races out at Houston Speedway on a every Sunday night basis, coming home 14th. So now not a bad run for the Australian Brooke Tatnell. And another headline coming out of that race, Justin Henderson scheduled to race last night. World of Outlaw officials noticed something that his right rear tire was not the same tire that he had hot lapped, qualified, and ran his heat race on. So Justin Henderson was not allowed to start the race due to the fact that the tire, original tire that they had must have been outside of the gate with if anybody who's been to Houston, everybody gets inside there. Once they get the cars going for the race, team members couldn't get back outside to get that tire to switch it. Henderson ends up with a DNS. They'll be back in action tonight. At is Tonight is the first official night of the High Bank Nationals where they'll start collecting points and getting things set up for Saturday night's main event for $100,000. And tonight is the night at Thunder Hill Speedway as the UMSS traditional sprint cars hit the track for the first ever King of the Hill event. Also racing tonight, the Minnesota Micro Series will be involved, but the story will be the big cars hitting the track for the first time at Thunder Hill Speedway. We alluded to this yesterday a little bit, talked a little bit about it in between now and then. The purse has been increased $777 going to the winner of tonight's event scheduled for 40 laps right now, tentatively from what we've been updated on potentially 10 to 12 non-wing cars going to be involved with this event. Uh, not, we already know who's confirmed, talked about it yesterday. Uh, a couple other guys still up in the air. It'll be interesting to see who also shows up to this deal as well. I think the main question is, is, uh, what is the track going to do? How is it going to hold up to these big cars running these amount of laps on this track? No one knows. It has, it's yet to be seen. Uh, I know from a crew chief standpoint and also talking to Mike Mueller last night, my co-host on the regular shows here on the RTS podcast. Um, it, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. We got to see the track conditions, how it's going to hold up. Uh, trying to guess to set these cars up for this style of track, it is going to be interesting. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. A lot of unknowns, a lot of unknown variables. I, I tell you, folks, like I said yesterday, get to Thunder Hill tonight. The racing starts at 7. You do not want to miss a moment of this action, as well as the UMSS wing sprint cars have been invited tonight for a practice session in between the traditionals and the micros running. It sounds like they'll have two opportunities to get out there on the track to get some laps as they are getting ready to prepare for their inaugural event at thunder hill speedway later in july 7 p.m start tonight if you can't make it to thunder hill which would like i said yesterday it would be a complete travesty you can catch all the action on dirt race central other action tonight going on around the world of racing. If you can't make it out to Thunder Hill Speedway or you want to bounce back and forth, you know, like we do, we like to set up multiple screens so we can catch all the racing action. It is night one of the 50th annual Dirt Cup from Skagit Speedway with the Narking of the West Sprints. Going to be a good show out there. They had to tune up 
over the weekend with Tyler Courtney taking it home the checkers win the Paul Silva 57. So it should be a good amount of cars out there for uh, the NARC series. Uh, you can catch all that action as well. Tonight's Lucas Oil Late Models, they'll be at Lernerville Speedway and the 11th annual Donnie Ray Crawford Memorial from Port City Raceway in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Lots of racing going on on a Thursday evening. Don't miss a moment of the action. Thank you to our sponsors, as always, Mueller Jewelers, DK Designs, TCB Speed North, JJ's Outpost Bar and Grill, QualityFritRate.com, Lightspeed Equipment, PrettyPolishJunkie.com, the Fast Factory Foundation, the Racing Insiders, Taylor Jolin Photography, and Scott King Designs. We couldn't do it without you guys. Make sure you find the Reaction Time Sports Podcast on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you name it, search Reaction Time Sports Podcast. And to go back and check out our other episodes of RTS Unorthodox or any of our regular episodes, 1 through 75, you can head over to your favorite podcast app today, such as iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, you name it, search the Reaction Time Sports Podcast. Thank you to everybody who tunes in and supports the podcast. It has been another round of RTS Unorthodox.